Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Eat, Pray, Thought podcast. I am your host, the boy Anthony Jefferson, a.k.a. your number one thought ally, a.k.a. the head doctors in charge, a.k.a. Bussy Vision, a.k.a. Bussiana LaBeja, okay? We are here. We are, one of us is queer. Um, welcome to episode 402, entitled A Different World. Um, my bussy has been refreshed, renewed. I took three deep breaths before we got into, we, before we started the intro. Um, yeah, that's really where I'm at in my journey. Um, now I am going to introduce you to Miss Love, Don't Cost a Thing. Ah! Amber Milan. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, hey. Um, I will post a picture of why uh, Savoy <laughs> Savoy called me that when this episode airs. Okay, hey y'all, hey y'all, what's up? Oh my god, I love Bussy Vision because WandaVision is my show. Um, but anyway, hey y'all, it's Amber, aka Antidepressants, aka Melanin Bunny, aka Fluoxetina Knowles, aka the artist formerly known as Emo Black Girl, aka Pfizer Pussy, aka Creative Director for Depressed Ho Aesthetics TM. Um, and now this oh, is also trademark. a new one. This is also a new one for me. So this is a uh, aka Mess Enthusiast. Ooh. Love, yes. love some mess. Love some mess. Yes. That okay. is a, that's a good, I like that one. A mess enthusiast. Mm. Yes. I, can I be a dick enthusiast? And you know, Come I'm getting enough dick. We are, we are definitely dick enthusiasts. We are, okay, we are, yes, we are both yes. dick enthusiasts. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. A dick enthusiast. Because mm-hmm. we like mm. all types of dicks here, you know? Um, I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning to, to like them smaller and it's okay. You know what? Because I learned recently that um, discussing dick sizes is also body shaming. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it is. It is. It is. With cis men, I was like, who gives a fuck? But like when I heard trans men were affected, I was like, all right, okay, I won't say nothing no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was like, all right, we care about trans men over here. We do. We do. We do. Cis Um, men, you can choke. I mean, hold on now. That's that's kind of one of our main demographics. Um, I mean, they they know if they are if they are a part of this demographic, they know they can I, I, choke too. They know their limitations. Uh, shit, I'm fucking. I'm sis. I can choke too. Shit. Look, look. Okay, okay. Um, how was your week, Amber? Your hair looks amazing, by the way. Thank you. I made. You're this giving me like head. Kelly Rowe. Kelly Rowland vibes. Thank you. I, you know, um, I made this into a headband wig. So uh, okay. it's definitely not a headband wig, but we I bought it. a head, I bought a headband wig and that shit was not hitting for nothing. And I was like, this is ugly. I need to stop buying things from the internet, from IG. And um so yeah, but thank you. Uh, but my week has been good. I, you know, y'all know this being, I was like, I hate everything, but now I don't hate everything right now. So. Yes, come on. You know what that is? Gross. Gross. But it's probably coincided because like, uh, I uh, had a piece that aired and like, once it's done, I'm like, oh, I'm done. It's off. <laughs> the the turmoil is over. <laughs> That's fair. Until the next one. Um, but yeah, how was your week? 
You know, she was a cute girl. Um, you know, d- nothing really out of the ordinary happened. It was a pretty, for the most part, it was a pretty like calm standard, week. You know? Yeah, it was a standard week. Um, I had a good therapy session. Um, okay. Well, because I got a new therapist for y'all don't know. Right, I got a, right. I got me. I got me a stress man. I got me a um, straight man, a straight black man, um, who is amazing. Um, and um, yesterday we talked about my dating soap opera. Um, and he, as we were leaving the session, he was like, you know, I'm going to tell you something, then I'm going to hang up on you. And I was like, okay, what What exactly is this? What are you about to say? He was like, because you are a bad bitch. We got to figure out how to get, how to make this work. And I was like... You a real one, okay? You a real yeah, one. You better let out. me. Yes. Shout out. Shout out to, to letting me, re- to reminding me I am a bad bitch. Um, yeah, other than that, nothing really. I took some fire ass shirtless photos this week. Um, so I'm really okay. proud of that. And I think I'm finally learning my camera angles. So I'm very excited. That's always great. Um, and I got my car to wear underwear. So I work. Shout out to Tiger Wear. Shout um, out to them. So yes, I'm very excited. I wore my yellow net ones, and then I got my mocha, um, my mocha nude briefs that I have not worn yet, but I did try them on, and they made my ass. They picked up my ass a little bit. So I'm very excited. Okay. And you know, as, as a little booty girl, it I need I need anything that helps my my ass get bigger um, or plumper. I feel that. We do need to talk about why the episode is called Different World. Yes, come on. All of that. Um, Take it away, Amber. Um, do you like Different World? I, that's you know like I, actually no, no. absolutely one of like my favorite shows of all time. Like Debbie yes, Allen is the greatest of all time. A queen. Um, like she is the reason why that show is that show because mm-hmm. season one, we all saw season one. Ooh. Okay. We all saw Lisa Bonet and we all saw her limitations. And um, you know, luckily Zoe now said we saw <laughs> now limitations. Lenny, Lenny said, Let me uh let me shoot the club up. Zoe came and he had to go. And then with her leaving, Debbie came and Debbie coming from an actual HBCU from Howard was able to just really shed light on the HBCU experience. Now, Amen. it's as, as a person who went to an HBCU, it's similar, but it ain't the same. Um, this was very much so like very sweet and cute, <laughs> cute, <laughs> cute HBCU life. Uh, okay, come on, come on. <laughs> what, 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 what would you say are some of the biggest differences between real HBC life and fake HBCU life? Oh, uh, I was just like, this was uh, to me, different world is PG and like, you know, real HBCU life is rated X. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> that's all i will say mm-hmm. but anyhow what about you um i love show. a different world i think for me Dwayne wayne was the original like he was the original cool cool kid black boy like from new york with the glasses you know brown skin nerdy but like still cool in his own little way like like, I think he set the tone for, like, the kid cutties of the world, you know? 
Um, that's my personal take on it. Like, I feel like Dwayne like set like he set the mold like for like the 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 weird eccentric, slightly nerdy, but like cool boy. Like he set that aesthetic. Like he he's the original. It's kind of like Khalees was the 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 first alt black girl for real like yeah. music and then she kind of created all the girls followed her her trend i feel like Dwayne Wade was like the the first cool nerdy black boy and like yeah. every all all of them kind of followed his lead yeah yeah in exactly. my personal opinion Def- yeah exactly definitely Dwayne Wade was like like know. Dwayne Wade I- right now would be wearing supreme like he would be wearing supreme he would be, you know, he would have mm-hmm. on some some fucking Air, Air Maxes. Like it he, would be. He there. might even have on those glasses still. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's very, yeah, it's very fitting. Yeah. Shout out to him, man. Like, because Dwayne Wade is just like every other black dude that went to an HBCU, a fucking nerd who then became kind of cool because, you know books are cool I guess like in college but <laughs> not books are cool <laughs> come on books but are most cool most of them are fucking nerds uh, mm. I mean we were all fucking nerds who came to school together and was like oh shit there's a bunch of other black nerd kids so um, but yeah cool um, love different worlds shout out to Aretha Franklin um, oh yeah shout out to, shout out to boys to men man. All right, so time for our guest introduction. Um, Our guest today is a multimedia artist and designer living in Harlem, New York. His diverse approach approach to making art includes art direction, bespoke design, music, and most notably collage, both digital and analog. He aims to create work that imagines a future where Black queer life is prosperous and thriving. Please, Bussy Hive, open your your bus and your hearts and your soul to Kendrick Day. Ooh, and he is also this is he is also the creator of Black Queer Tarot as well. Bow, thank you. <laughs> Hi, Kendrick. Welcome. Hey, how are y'all? Well, we here with queer. <laughs> Well, I am. Amber's <laughs> not, but you know. Um, I'm still here. That's half yeah. the step. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's half the battle. So, Ken, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really good. Um, I took um, kind of like a restful approach to today. Um, okay. It's been a little lazy of a week. I don't know what I've been feeling, but I've been feeling a little like needing to take some rest. So, um, okay. but I feel. I feel renewed now. <laughs> okay, be. come on. <laughs> we love renewed bus here. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, Kendrick, besides, you know, we told a little, the folks, the bussy have a little bit about you, but is there anything you would like the girls to know? I mean, no, I mean, that was, that's pretty much it in terms, in, in terms of my art. Also, y'all mentioned, like, um, HBCU. I went to Morehouse. Um, way back I won't hold the- that against you. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I hey, I get it. Totally. I didn't it, that wasn't actually I didn't even I ended up at Morehouse because my mom literally wanted me to go because of this idea of what a Morehouse man is or 
isn't in people's heads, you know? Um, yeah. I didn't even really want to go to school like that after high school. I just want, I wanted to go straight to New York and my mom was like, no. And I was like, I just want to get out of your house then at that point. <laughs> um, but I didn't yes. come from Miami and I didn't want to go anywhere that was like, University of Miami is literally down the street from my uh, mom's house. And mm-hmm. FAMU and FSU is like state schools is not getting away. So Georgia was the furthest she would let me go because we still have family there. And I was like, okay, I want to go to Clark because I saw when I did the tours, I saw how free everybody, even you mentioned a different world earlier, the tour guys were dressed like they were in different world. Everybody just looked cool. And I was like, this is where I want to go. And she's like, no, you're going to Morehouse. <laughs> and that's how I ended up at Morehouse. Um, but okay. I spent most of my time at Clark, though, <laughs> to be very honest with you. All the people who are cool did that. So Yeah. <laughs> not, not to take anything away from Morehouse, because there are like a lot of like um cool um people I met at Morehouse, especially in like the English department. Um, but yeah, it was just everybody was cool at Clark. <laughs> like everybody just had this kind of like um I don't know, just this cool demeanor about themselves. It was no pretension about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think you get a lot of that with Morehouse. So it's like I understand when people are like, oh, <laughs> yeah so much it's a big oh mm. you get two reactions if they know the surface things in Morehouse is literally like I mean people want to like um just give you things they're like oh my gosh especially like certain people are like yes this is you're um a Morehouse man it makes them think of you differently but then when there's certain people who know a little more about (laughs) Morehouse and like or people from there it's like you get that kind of like that side eye like okay (laughs) So I, 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 I Amber, really, the glass, the glass, <laughs> the glasses would move down. I get it. I, I, I. Oh, man. Morehouse, Jesus. man. But we love yeah. you, Kendrick. We, we, love we, we love you, Kendrick. And, and there's a few other ones I like. They're not all bad. <laughs> My dad is a Morehouse man, and we still pray for them. Mm. we still got to pray for them i don't know if prayer works for them but you you keep praying doubt it but i we just we that's the only person that's gonna be able to handle it is god yes (laughs) amen a higher spirit a higher being um mm, mm. and don't let them be an alpha on top of it oh mm. anyway i'm sorry triggered hold on just give me a second give me a second i gotta breathe again again all right all right um as always we start with bussy pep talks which is one reason why amber myself and the guests are proud of ourselves for the week um or just feel like there was something in the week that we feel like we want to shout ourselves out for um amber you want to start ladies first ladies first uh what am i proud about uh this week i'm proud uh that i made it through this week um these last couple of weeks have been very hard, but it feels like I am emerging out of a fog. So uh, yes. I am very happy about that. Okay. Like Maya Angelo says, till you rise. Okay. Come honey. on. Come All on. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I am proud of myself because I had multiple moments of vulnerability to speak, um, which I generally do not like. Um, but I've been practicing how to be soft and vulnerable and saying what I feel. 
about certain things. Shout out to me. Shout All right, out. Kendra, <laughs> what's your bussy pep talk? Um, so similar to, to both of y'all, I just being able to make it through this week, I'm like, that's always um something to like pat yourself on the back for. But like I told y'all, this week I was feeling a little like um like heavier. Um, but towards the end of the week, like and resting and like being able to kind of like think about things clearly, it you start to realize, well, I like I realize that things are not as terrible as they seem. Like I I have to keep pinching myself and realize, oh, like I'm living my dream to be like a working artist. So it's like, yes, things get tough sometimes, but it's like, yo, this is what you asked for. And and it's it's here. So like appreciate at least all those moments. So I guess that's where I got to. <laughs> I can tell you really felt that because your your titties moved a little bit. Like it was a shoulder. It was I, I now call it the Zay Way shimmy shake, like the a queen. I ordered uh, T.S. Madison too. I always think of T.S. Madison. Yeah. Yes. Another queen. Another queen. And another South Florida. Um, yes. <laughs> Both of them. Yes. Yes. Come on. Shout. I love me Miami anyway. Mm. That's how I know I'm a real bird. I love yes. Miami. I was about to say yes. That's how I know I'm real bird. Mm. Anyways, when they think of Miami, but we have we have a lot of that like uh, bird culture down there. That's where it originates. I feel like. <laughs> I mean, we know <laughs> bird culture is a beautiful thing. I really want somebody to do. I want somebody to do an expose on it one day. I think it's very important. <laughs> That we discuss the origins of where birds came from. Um, <laughs> Don't somebody get a camera. We can do it. Okay. <laughs> Bird historians. All right. Bird historian. <laughs> you know, I know our I know our sis is maybe low-key. I don't know if she's still canceled, but Trina, I feel like would be one of one of the people we would have to definitely. I mean, talk to. the most the most canceled of them all, Kaya. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> a bird a, bo- a bird extraordinaire yeah mm. yeah yeah mm. yeah mm. yeah mm. i mean all technically all the miami uh women are kids. jackie oh, no, except, i was gonna say except t.s madison isn't canceled you know there's moments but she's not canceled well she has to uh, say crazy it's been the people Around, around her, her yes <laughs> so i feel like that's been her saving grace you know fair and really what what is canceling <laughs> i mean no you're not really canceled you're never really canceled i've never really seen anybody any evidence of anybody that was actually like canceled to the point where it's like they're not able to work anymore like, i haven't seen the evidence of that what's her name who you're gonna say chrisette michelle Yes, but she's got back in the frame. But like, that's the only one that I've seen that's had it the worst. And she didn't even do nothing that bad in the grand scheme of cancellations. Especially she really did. Yeah. Hmm. Like look at the like with no one's like Steve Harvey was fine. Uh, all the all the the men that went to go see him like yeah, uh, Ice, no Ice Cube, Ice Cube, Ti. Well, Ti. 
Yeah. He has slow <laughs> Well, he has. <laughs> That's he has issues. Topic. Oh, you know what? <laughs> you know, and on that note, we're going to get into, we're going to get into the, the interview. Because we don't even need to talk about Mr. Mr. Trouble Man. Because um, he is trouble. Um, bless his heart. Um, but actually, so little, little known fact. T.I. was the first big photo shoot I ever worked on. Like I did his a cool spring campaign and I had to rush and get him um, a sweet tea at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> a large sweet tea. And they didn't have sweet tea at Dunkin' Donuts in New York City. So I had to explain to the girl how to melt the sugar with the hot water and then put it into the iced tea so that he yeah. could have the proper iced tea. It was a, it was a, it was a moment. Cause I was like, no ma'am, I don't think you understand. This is for T.I. <laughs> she was looking like, are you serious? I was like, yes, so I need you. Um, but anyways, little moment. Mm. He wasn't Ooh. as problematic then. Anyways. <laughs> that you knew about. Uh, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I just think at this point, cisgendered heterosexual man just anyways um we're gonna jump into it as always we go in order eat pray thoughts for anybody who may be new to the podcast um shout out if you are new welcome to the bussy hive um stay enjoy yourself um take some dick uh, or some tongue or whatever whatever you really want um I prefer dick and tongue in my ass, but that's just me. All right. Um, eat. First question. Kendrick, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. You for this jelly? All right. What's your favorite <laughs> Miami delicacy or dish? Um, so it's two things, and I'm going to, this is going to sound very country. We two, well, we have a dish that my mom makes. It's called a kung salad, um, and it's like a Bahamian dish. Well, it's like it's kung, which is like, it's seafood um it looks like a it looks almost like a tongue and you cut it up and it's diced up with like um peppers and onions and lemon juice and you put hot sauce and pepper and it's really really good um or sauce which is a very another similar thing but um kung salad is served cold and sauce is like hot i guess the the <laughs> the easiest way i can explain it is kind of like the the discarded parts of the pig and mm. kind of put into like a soup almost thingy um and you also eat it with hot sauce and like pepper. And it's just really, really good. Um, Heard of it. <laughs> but both of those. And it's like, those are two things that I can never, ever get in New York, ever. And I'm not a big yeah, cook try to even do any of South is country, country. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's oh. very, my family. It sounds very country. It's <laughs> country. Because I, I was looking at like a. Basically. It's Go ahead, not, sorry. It's one step away from chitlins, but it's not chitlins. If I, if that's literally, but it in presentation, it looks the same pretty much. Mm. It's just not chitlins, <laughs> which I don't eat, by the way, which is strange. Um, Come on, you better be, you better be um, a bougie, bougie with your pig, um, with parched. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, my mom had a time because me and my brother were both, both picky, like, um, just, but not, it was just nonsensical stuff. Like, brother loved, uh, like, ketchup, but he hated barbecue sauce. I was like, this is basically the same, same thing, you know? Um, but my mom would end up cooking multiple meals for us, basically. Oh, shout out to your mama. Because y'all niggas would have yeah. went home be fucking around with me. 
Yeah, I I miss it honestly. <laughs> okay. All right. So next, favorite hood hood snack or candy? I don't know if this. I mean, well, I don't know if this is considered a hood or whatever. But I love some like Tom's salt and vinegar chips. Um. Yes, I think that could be considered. Hood. <laughs> yes, yes. The hood loves a salt and vinegar chip. You know. I want to know who decided to create salt and vinegar chips. Like, who was like, you know what? We're going to put salt and we're going to put vinegar. And, and it's going to be phenomenal. As a f- Most well, I mean, that's kind of how you make, like, um, French fries sometimes. And so, like, it's a potato and, you know, no. kind of. Mm. I can see, see, see how it came about. But yeah, uh, the reason why I asked this question was because um, I was watching a TikTok and this girl, <laughs> this girl had a, a a Ziploc bag filled with Kool-Aid, like the Kool-Aid sprinkle or whatever powder, and she added mm. sugar. And I forgot that's what I used to eat back in the day as a kid. What, just eat the powder? Yes, it was so it was like tangy, and then you put some sugar in it to make it a little sweeter. But it was just like it was just raw, raw Kool Aid, and your <laughs> hands and your hands would be like real red. They be red for days because it's like it's stained. Y'all like I think that that might be a Chicago thing because the girl I, who was on the TikTok did <laughs> was from Chicago. I, I got so many questions. And... <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Amber, I don't, I don't think you should have told nobody that. I don't think, I think you should have kept that <laughs> Y'all, I'm telling you, y'all need to try it. It's a, it's raw. It's basically raw Kool Aid. How would you? What would you? So you would stick your finger in and just keep licking it? Yeah, it was almost like um, what the is like a fun dip? Yeah, like a fun dip. Not that. I, it's I, just I, like that. I can see that. But it's just your finger, though. It's not with the candy cane. Yes, can. yes. We know that. We know that part is is questionable. But <laughs> yes, that is the proper word. Questionable. <laughs> yes, yes. It is questionable. Okay. All right. Ooh, child. <laughs> you got. You know what? You need to go to the doctor. You need to go to the doctor and tell them about that. I think that's no, some, I do not. I feel like there might be some some implications of that further along I know. later in life. <laughs> if you get diabetes, then you're gonna remember. Um, no, that was good. It was basically funded, but black. Okay. Um next <laughs> next question. Kendrick, if you had to take us to the best Miami restaurant, where would you take us? Honestly, I it would have to be my mom's, <laughs> my mom's house, um, basically. Yeah. Um, Come on. It's, yeah, like, yeah, if you want to me, she's the best cook in the world. Um, but yeah, I just feel like you could get a lot of, like, because my mom uh, cooks with a lot of, like, she does a lot of seafood and stuff like that. So I just feel like it's a lot of, like, Miami flavors that you really need to get. Um there are also like some Cuban restaurants too that are really good. Um, in general, Miami is really good for food, but I I always tell people and take people to my mom's house and just go in the fridge and like she's always cooking anyway. But there's something in there too that could just makes my plate basically. Look, 
Hold on. Can, can you can I go to your mama's house next time I'm in my <laughs> Look, I'm available. Look. <laughs> if you had to describe your sex as a latte, what would be your ingredients and why? Um I feel like the milk, um, the milk which takes up like the most of it, the bulk of it. Mm-hmm. Passion. Um I don't really like, I, I'm more of an espresso person, um, but I do like the foamy part of it. Okay. Um, latte part, like you get some of that with espresso. So I guess like that top part will be like dirty talk. <laughs> so most of it will be passion and then dirty talk at the, sprinkled in on the top. Mm. So you're verbal. I like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, not um, just, now- I also like the, I like the back and forth of like, um, and just having like talking to somebody like I feel like you know you're being intimate that intimate with somebody like I feel like it's being able to like uh communicate and say this is good this is not like I think it helps (laughs) okay so what's the nastiest thing you done said that's what was gonna be my question oh or someone has said to you or some yes come on those are two different things um those are two different things we would Um, like both answers if if you would like to share so my so I the, the thing that I said I don't know if it would be considered nasty but I remember the I remember that I felt like it was a little out of pocket when I said it or not out of pocket I was just like what are you talking about I was like I t- I told this boy I was like look in my eyes when I'm coming like and I was like wait huh but afterwards but I like uh, that yes that's real intimate yeah that's yeah <laughs> basically that's why I was like you should not what are you saying. <laughs> It's the heat of the um, moment sometimes. <laughs> no, that but that that's what it gives, though, basically. Um, I'm trying to think of what the nastiest thing someone else said to me. Um it's I, I can't I honestly can't think of anything that like was like than the normal, like normal things guys say basically. Um especially when I always find it funny or like I, I will say something that's comical, like when especially if I'm bottoming and the guy says something like, oh, this is my pussy. And I'm like, no, nope, nigga, it's not. But okay. Like, um, but yeah, I can't think of anything, actually. I've been called a nasty bitch. Actually, I was asked, you my nasty bitch? And I said, yes. Was it Has anyone ever called you like a nasty faggot or something like that while you were? Oh, no, 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 no. See, that, that would go too far. Um, <laughs> That's no. No, has someone called you a nasty? Yes, oh. this was, but this was not. This was during like a phone sex kind of thing, and I was like a little taken aback by it. But I was like, in that moment, it was like, oh, interesting, um, noted. Um, and he was a Scorpio, you- so it makes it makes oh. sense. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, he's yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he don't represent my people. He don't represent my <laughs> yes, people. He does. Yes, he, he does. Yes, <laughs> oh, he does. That's uh, yo, that, he's a fine candidate. <laughs> wait, okay. Did you like it though? I was taken aback by it. I think for me, what I was trying not to do is sometimes I feel like, especially I'm the type of person that I add a bunch of meaning to shit that sometimes may not have meaning. Sometimes it could just be just in the heat of the moment. Um, so I tried, my main thing was trying not to add all of that and it ended up not being a thing anyway. So I didn't have to like explore it even further. Um, okay. but yeah, I definitely was taking back. I was like, excuse me. And I was like, well, I guess maybe, <laughs> like, but wait, huh? 
Yeah, I don't like being called a bitch. So I, yeah, that's like a a trigger word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and faggot is a trigger word for me. Yeah, so I, I don't. Ooh. I was fine being a nasty bitch. Like, right. Yes. It's different yes. when it's like not words that you care about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait, hold on. Yeah, Don't like, bring I'm oppression a... into the bedroom. <laughs> Come on, don't bring oppression. That is a direct into the bedroom. Yes, no, one place. <laughs> Please. Let us have this one thing. <laughs> if you ain't Woo. safe there, where else can you be? <laughs> okay. Well, since we still in the sex world, but still in eat, what's the best food to eat before sex? Um, Something light-ish, <laughs> like fruit or something like that. Um. I also like afterwards to have like a kind of heavy moment um, or not like too heavy, but like I like a like a good meal afterwards, like a good chicken and waffle is good after it, something like that. Um, mm. But yeah, before fruit and just like <laughs> Tic Tacs. <laughs> wow. No, 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 Kendrick. No, baby. E. Are you mostly are you are you verse? I'm guessing I'm American. Okay, you know what? And on that note, I, I, no, incorrect. Incorrect. I'm American. I'm fucking done. I'm American. Come on. Yes, yes. Um, no, but yes, yes. I, I'm, I'm mostly verse. Like, that's, I, I'm mostly verse. So it depends on like who I'm with. And us mm. verse girls, we got to kind of like, the pickings are slim because not everybody's into. <laughs> So when you buy them, you 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 literally just eating fruit and tic tacs. Yes, or I'll eat if because normally it's like I don't normally I don't have like a a partner or like that. So if I'm bottoming for somebody, it's usually like a nighttime thing. So like I'll have something like in the daytime, like lunch, but like yes. it's a shutdown moment after a certain time. <laughs> that's you know what that's rude and validity. That's rude and validity. That's fair. I just want to make sure you eating through the day and then you stopping like at four or five. Like, oh yeah, no, no. And then I have my meal ready for after where it's like I got ready to go. <laughs> yes, come on, come on. Strategy. Strategy is important when bottoming. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what no one teaches you. All right. Yeah. Um and it's different for everybody too. Like I like some people can just go and just and they 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 be fine. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You gotta know your, you know, I know a lot of people, the girls you know your body girls get, you know, they get <laughs> but you really do, you really do gotta know your body. You gotta know what you you gotta know, like, mm, yeah. no, mm, mm, mm. Um, know, when, know when you're pushing it, like to be honest. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Um Okay, all right. Um, we're gonna go into pray. We start pray the same way every time. What is your passion? My passion is honestly creating. Um, a lot of my my life is centered around the idea of creating something. Um, I, I always say like my love language is work on something with me. Um, so yeah, I think my passion is definitely like um, 
create beat creating like I, I like I love art in general like I'm putting it out but like it's that little that act of even the stuff that people don't see of just like working on something like those moments where I get lost in like just what I'm doing like I know that's like that's my like at the core that's what it is like the working on something oh I like this like let's work on something together that I got a little turned on um <laughs> yes let's create together um <laughs> I, because I honestly feel like that in my experience, that's been like how I've gotten to know a lot of like all of my friends. We like <laughs> we work together on projects and since like that. That's my like um network and I, how I've gotten to know people in New York or even when I lived in Atlanta was like through working on creative projects together. Like, oh, you do this, I do that. Let's like uh bring that together, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm mad at it. Um, as a multimedia artist, what led you to create Black Queer Tarot? And why was it important to create a specifically Black and Queer Tarot deck? Um, so I initially I was looking to buy a deck. And the decks that I saw were, um, if they were um, queer themed, they were mostly uh, white. And if they were Black themed, they were not queer at all. Or crazily enough, they were like made by white people and white mm-hmm. creators, which I thought was strange. So I was like, yeah, whatever. So I've been toying around with the idea of like making my own deck. And like a lot of my work already looks like it could be art for a tarot card. Uh, so I've been toying around with that idea for like a little while, like maybe like a year or so. Then when I made the decision like last fall, I was like, I'm gonna actually do it. Um, literally, I was able to kind of um, start from the ground up as far as like, uh, creating the cards I didn't want to use older work I wanted to start like from scratch um but to me the idea was that like looking for stuff like we I want what reflects me and like my media we we don't really have much of anything out there as far as like stuff that's like accurate representations or even like to me it's not even like I feel like when white people look at something or even straight people they have different facets of different like um versions of seeing themselves in media so for me the idea was like yeah we definitely need a queer tarot deck that's like black censored um when i see a lot of readers online they're doing cards or doing readings with uh cards that are like um we're not censored on you know yeah definitely um so when creating this um this deck how has it affected your spirituality um even getting to getting too interested in astrology and like numerology and later like tarot was like me getting close to my spirituality. I growing up, I never, you know, it's interesting. I find that some people when they are rejected by something, some people run towards it and some people yeah. go the opposite way. I'm the, I go the opposite way. I'm like, oh, you don't like me. I'm going to show you like you miss it. You're missing out. And I don't like you either also like, so like religion just always kind of like rubbed me the wrong way. But as I've grown and wanted to like um, grow as a person, I got into things, like I said, astrology and numerology and even just like meditation and things like that. And realizing that like spirituality looks different for everybody. It doesn't have to be, Mm -hmm. there's not this one size fits all thing. But so like just learning about tarot and then even just now this process of of creating this deck, which I had to just think about um, this project from so many different angles has like kind of like strengthened that um, idea in my head. Cause for me, again, like it's a 
it's a big step to even be call myself spiritual because again I always equated it to like religion which I just automatically was like homophobia <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but like yeah like so to I mean, see you're not wrong <laughs> yeah so people use it but it's but it's not the tool it's how it's used sometimes yeah. I think um mm-hmm. um so it's just yeah to be able to get to here where I'm like I can call myself a spiritual person like I think that's like um all a testament to this whole process of where I've been going you know yeah yeah um so having read a couple of your interviews uh you mentioned that you really wanted to showcase the beauty that makes up the black queer community um what are some ways in your personal life that you try to recognize or honor this beauty um for me it's trying to be have as many like different people as friends that I that I can you know like it's so like we it's and to me that's why I like the term queer because it's like it's this umbrella term for this big 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 thing of like identities that are like super super specific to people um so for me it's just meeting and just having these different experiences with people even I was thinking too like I was like I even want more friends that are like um couples because I was when I had to think about it, I was like, I don't have that many friends that are couples, or they're not all around me as much as couples do kind of just be like couples. But yeah, um, I think those perspectives just are different and it's good to have them around. Like um I think so for me, that's I think that's one way. Yeah, I like your deck because I feel like it like showcases so many different like people and uh body shapes body sizes like you really do focus a lot about the beauty within like each person it's really nice I like that. yeah yeah it was that was I like I wanted to make sure like and of course I wanted to be as diverse without coming across as like tokenizing anyone I never wanted it to feel like that kind of cynicism kind of thing but mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure there was enough to where any black queer person could pick this deck up and say, oh, I see myself in this person because it, whether it's like a skin tone or it's like a body shape or gender expression, like a profession, there's someone that I think someone could look to and be like, oh, I see myself, um, which to me was the main thing. Cause it's like when you, again, when I think for not seeing ourselves portrayed in media or seeing, or the opposite, seeing yourself portrayed in media as one thing. Yeah. It like skews your perception of yourself. I think at least. Um, so for me, it was like, it, that's my look, this is my little part in trying to like make that not as terrible as, as a media landscape, you know? Yeah. So I think one of the things I read was you like did entries, like you put it online, mm-hmm. people submit it. So was it hard kind of like, or what, did you get a variety of entries or entries, entries in terms of body shapes and <laughs> you know um sexual expressions and stuff like that or no I lit so there was it was twofold because I like I I put it up online and I got like the response was overwhelming I did not I did not expect that many people to respond and my thing was I was going to photograph anybody that came to me because I needed the card there's 88 cards so anybody who was like black and queer I was like whether you're a model or not I was like you come here like I want to photograph you the, the what became a thing was I forget that it was a pandemic so I couldn't travel to shoot as many people so it was limited to New York so I ended up just shooting everybody that I could that responded within that time allotted and then the other like um 
maybe like 20, 25 with people that I already work with all the time, like my friends, um, models that I've worked with before already. Um, but yeah, I just, I photograph and people as they came. And I, I, I had to tell people, cause when they came, they were so, so many people had these, uh, pre-existing like ideas of what this is supposed to be. I was like, this is not a photo shoot. I'm just getting, capturing a photo of you to make art of. So I just, I really just want, I wanted people to be themselves. Um, and that I'm that aspect I'm really proud of because I was able to like um to me all these people have things that like are already there, but they were able to kind of like exaggerate those moments and like all the photos are like literally each of them like pulled something out of themselves to where they were able to like capture the best of them, you know. Mm. So how long did it take take you to put the whole like put all the cars together, or at least photograph, I should say? Well, I was photographing people from like sec- September to like um, mid-December and then like December to January, like I was working on the cards. Um, okay. And then we were putting it, we launched in February. I wanted to, I was, I'm too ambitious sometimes and I wanted it to like, I was rushing because I wanted it actually out in the new year, but I'm glad we waited. Because mm-hmm. um, I wanted it out January 1st for some strange reason. I felt like it had to be out there. Um, That's but, fair. Yeah, it's just I need to calm down sometimes. <laughs> I was like, we waited till February and it made sense because I was like, oh, it's Black History Month. It was like it made mm-hmm. sense. Um, that month like started on like on a Monday, like it just made perfect sense. Um, but it took like all in all, I would say it took like from I started when I was like, I know I'm gonna do this was like September. So like September to like January was the times of working on it. And we still have some work to get done as, but like minor things that we need to design once we're ready to launch. Got you. So you discussed about recognizing the beauty in the community. What is one way in which you affirm your own beauty? Um, so I am trying to get more in, in touch with that. Like, in, uh, I think a lot of times it's like, for me, it's like difficult to like, um, I think when you don't, for me, at least when I don't, I just never think about myself in that, in those terms, I guess. Um, so sometimes it's a little difficult um, to be like, oh yeah, you should affirm yourself in that, in the same way. And even when I'm like on the same token, I'm doing that for other people. I'm like, yeah, do it for yourself too. Um, so some ways it's like, um, to me, just self, self-care moments. Um, but also just, I've been dancing around my apartment in my underwear and that's been giving me life having my own little party um since we can't really go nowhere and get like a real kind of like um people really under underestimate the joy it comes with just walking around in your underwear dancing in your underwear like it's a very i don't know what it is like it's like a little bit of like a high i know it definitely is like and you and then you play whatever songs you want like it's just like it's it's lit um, but yeah, so it's like that, that's for me, is like one of those things, like you're just getting more in touch with my body and getting out of my head, I guess. Yes, <laughs> come on. I applaud you. I know it's not easy. I look, when I tell you to this week, like I took those shirtless photos and mm-hmm. I put them, like I put them on the internet and I was just like, yeah, like my titties are all the way out, especially putting it like on like my personal Twitter, I mean, on my personal Instagram was like mm-hmm. a yeah it was a moment but i was like look these are my titties you either gonna love them or you like them or you're not um 
And then that's two layers of like vulnerability because the taking it is already enough. Mm-hmm. And posting it is like a whole nother, like a whole nother thing. So yeah, I applaud you. Like, and I, I applaud anybody that um, can figure out how to love themselves like like that way digitally. I think we get a like it can it I think it can be a it can become a lot, but I think it does help with affirming yourself when it's just when you're like affirming yes you're saying, hey, I think I look beautiful right now. Like let me show you this. Like I think there's a place for all of that stuff to be honest. Exactly. No. I mean like you say it can definitely sometimes it can become a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's a fine line, but I'm learning more and more like it was just fun. Like I really had fun just kind of doing mm-hmm. it. And similar to like when I dance in my underwear. Um, I literally danced the other day to a Tank and JoJo song in my underwear. And it was a moment. Um, Come on. I really be feeling like I'm a stripper. Like I really feel like I'm in P Valley. Um it's and I was like, this needs to be in like I literally after while I was dancing, I was like, this song needs to be in the next season of P Valley. <laughs> anyway, um, on Instagram you wrote that as Black queer people were constantly having things thrusted upon us from outside sources. So I see tarot and other spiritual practices as a way to take back some of, of, of ooh, as a way to take back some of that control that can be transformative. What are some of the things that you feel like are thrusted upon us as queer people? And how has tarot allowed you to take back control as well as transform? Well, how how much? I know that's a lot, right? (laughs) No, how much? Well, because when you talk about, there's so many preconceived notions that, and and some of it is like seeped into our community now, where we think of these things of ourselves. Even when you think of stuff like um, what's considered masculine and what's considered like feminine, what what makes your top or bottom, like all of that stuff, like it's that comes from other people outside of our community saying this is what this is supposed to be. so it's like, yeah, yeah, it's all of, to me, all of those things that like are, are how we're supposed to like maneuver in this world. But I think that the beauty of queer people in general or being queer is it's like this, this idea that we can imagine ourselves to be as limitless or as like whatever we want to be the possibility of the limitless in, in that sense. So I feel like things like tarot and like um, just other esoteric practices. And like, I feel like that's why queer people are really just into astrology and like things like that. Cause these are just things that like uh, one, they're like these. And even I was thinking about the other day, like we love, we live for like something like this, like mystical or magical, like TV shows. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's this kind of thing where it's like, oh, we were always imagining being able to have that power to like um, protect ourselves, to shield ourselves, to do, to just be these things that we're, wanted to be in this when we felt so powerless in this world so I feel like those things are all always just kind of like they have the same kind of attraction which is just like this idea that we can be powerful enough to kind of like combat <laughs> the shit that's going no. every day all day long you know fair but I also think to a certain degree when you talk about like how we like magical things I think also part of it is like it's two-sided it's like yes we want to be able to protect ourselves kind of like a magical character but then it's also the flip side of like feeling like you're different but knowing that there's mm-hmm. like this magical this magical essence yes. to being different like that you the idea I, of porn, basically yeah like i think because like even i don't know for you but like i think for me as i've gotten older like 
I'm almost, I'm very clear to, to me that my queerness makes me like unique and makes me, and it makes me really like, hate to say it. Well, not hate to say it. Actually, I'm lying. I don't hate to say it. It makes me <laughs> doper than the average. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, it so, makes you stand out. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I think, and not even stand out. I just think it like, when we talk about being queer, um, I just think that like so much of just how we think about things, especially when you're talking about being creative, like mm-hmm. we set so many trends and that's just because I think our minds are always kind of going for better, for worse, but yeah. I do feel grateful, like you were saying earlier, to be able to have this experience because none of my life would be as like dope as it is with out this experience, you know? 100%. I think it's, yeah, I think there's just so much, we just kind of like have so many different experiences that can be good and bad, but I think ultimately like for all the bad experiences or all the experiences where you feel unsafe or you feel out of control, kind of similar to what you're saying, there's all these experiences that really do feel like Damn, if I was heterosexual, it just wouldn't, just wouldn't, it just wouldn't have like, it just don't have the same flavor. It just, yeah. I'm sorry, it doesn't like. It is what it is. <laughs> like, no, I totally agree. It is what it is. Um, so we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but let's get into it. Um, you graduated from Morehouse over a decade ago. How did going to Morehouse shape or influence your queerness? So uh, two things. I did not graduate. Um, I look. Come on. Yeah, no, no. Okay. So a, I like. I again did not really want to go to school like that. I just wanted to get out of my mother's house. The first my freshman year, I was just a little like foggy. I didn't know what I was doing. Towards the tail end of that year, I got. I started working in the Maroon Tiger, and then, like after a few weeks, I became like the arts editor, and then that clicked something in my head. Because at that time, I wanted to be like an editor vibe, or at least I thought I did. Um, that's like the dream <laughs> job I wanted. Um, so I once I realized what I wanted to do, which was like create, and I realized that I barely went to class. Like it was not a, like I spent more time at the Room Tiger, and then also once I started getting out into the Atlanta creative scene with other like creatives that were like Atlanta people or just Atlanta transplants. Yeah, I barely was at Morehouse. <laughs> and again, also, like, I didn't like Morehouse because it was like, um, I didn't like this kind of, like, on, on one hand, Morehouse pitches itself as this kind of, like, brotherhood, brotherhood, like, we look out for each other. And, but that comes with caveats. And it's like, that comes with, like, yeah, I'll look out for you if you are this or that. But if you are anything outside of this, you are not, I, you are not my brother. And it's very clear. And again, certain people, when they're rejected, they want to rush towards, like, I want to be at Morehouse, man. I was the opposite. I was like, girl, I don't even want to be here. Like, so I, <laughs> to me, I was like, it's not. Even when I, even when I look at the AUC, like, um, uh, like Clark was just a lot cooler. <laughs> and Spellman was just, I could tell, like, because I've taken classes at Spellman. I was like, Spellman, that was a, like a hard education. Like, I don't, I don't know how, like, the girls there, I'm like, I don't get why y'all want to go to school like that. Because that is, like, a lot of work. <laughs> so, like, 
I was just like, yeah, to be this arrogant and then like not looking out for people, just it was just very strange to me. I didn't, I didn't really like it. So it's like, I guess it shaped my queerness in making me run toward it and not run away from it. Um, I was, it, I, I dress, I still dress a little eccentric now, but back then it was definitely like, as I was experimenting, figuring myself out as a queer person, it was definitely like acting that out visually and Morehouse is a visual kind of like, you have to look this suit and tie kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it, I guess it, it, it shaped it by just making me kind of like rush towards it and, and embrace who I was. So I got a question now because I feel like, I don't know if it was similar for you, but I feel like there's like in the beginning of like coming out, there's like this phase where you just want to be like as gay as possible in the beginning. Yes. yes. So did you go, <laughs> so yes. did you like, you, did you experience so that, that as well? My, that was my sophomore year. So I knew going through a part of the reason why I wanted to get away from college I mean from my family back home was I knew I was gay then and I was like I'm going to be actively gay um so as soon as I went to Morehouse I was like 18 um I started dating and I I wasn't I was still kind of like wearing the clothes from my mom that my mom got me I was still in that that kind of like style but my sophomore years when I started to buy my own things and yes I was like put it put more chains on it put more bags like like wear like cut up this if it's normal like cut more slits in it like yes I was like my mother hated it <laughs> she when I would come home she would hide some of my things like and we would get in arguments I was like girl what's gonna happen is I'm not coming back here like so give me my hair and pants back and their hair and pants like it was not like <laughs> like this was not even something like to me that was crazy um but yeah it definitely like yeah it you do go through that phase before you figure I think before you figure out your style like your sweet spot yeah, but yeah you go through that phase where it's just like throw everything to try to like figure out yeah definitely I just wanted to know like I was wondering like did everybody go through because for me I don't even necessarily think it was so much style based but more like I felt the need to like just even though clearly, like you had to be blind, deaf, um, maybe, maybe, maybe a little stupid um, to think I'm anything but gay. But um, <laughs> I would like feel the need to just announce it in a multitude of spaces, and it's like, uh, okay, we get it, sis. Like, yes, that you, was when I proud. started talking with my hand. That was when all of that started. Like, <laughs> like, and now it's just like this is what it is. But yeah, no, I feel you. It was it. But I feel like it's it's it's, it's a part of like owning that. Um, it's kind of like our second. That's like our like a puberty, <laughs> like our second puberty almost. It really is. It really is because I definitely feel like, yeah, a, a, a word. That's a word. Okay, <laughs> word. Okay, yeah. So, in what ways has art and being a creative saved, and or changed your life? I think saving or, or changing my life is the same way I, it's the same thing it's like it gives me an outlet to like um take anything that's here or here and put it into like something that's like um to be able to do something with that energy um I think um especially sometimes I feel like if you don't have an outlet um which is interesting because social media becomes an outlet for people right 
but you can also see where it's like sometimes you maybe should have kept that in a journal like or something like that <laughs> but i love art to be for that because it's like yo you can like you work an idea out work a feeling out and then it's out of you so at least it's like that energy has to go somewhere else you know like um and can turn into maybe something positive um you know um so for me it's it's i and i've always had that even before i knew what my art style was or who my what my mission was as an artist or like that type of like artist stuff i was always just a little kid who like um was very very shy but also very very opinionated and had a fire inside of them and that was the way to kind of like for me that to channel it that was like safe and um fun also still you know even as a even as a little kid like like just drawing just doodling or like making comic books and random stuff like that like it was just a wave to have a world that's like, this is my little spot, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's therapeutic, you know? Yeah. Like, I remember, um, <laughs> so me and boy and, and uh, some of our other friends, we went to New Orleans for the Essence Fest and Mary J. Blige was talking about how like, how therapeutic it was to like sing all her old songs and like, mm -hmm. but I'm like, Mary sis, you might need therapy instead of singing to us, like, but, it's, <laughs> but it is a way to also kind of like get out those feelings, you know? Yeah, I think, I think to me, it's the first step to therapy because I feel like artists are very, very sensitive. Like that's a common trait. We're very, very sensitive. Um, even when they have these big personalities, they're very, very sensitive and shy, and like very introverted things. So like, I feel like that, yeah, that embracing those feelings through art is like definitely the first way to like, kind of combat these like huge feelings but like I definitely think therapy <laughs> journaling so that has to be it has to be in tandem with something else so it can't just be just the art uh only I think yeah. oh child because I remember watching since y'all brought up Mary I, I, let me be clear I love my good sis Mary she's one of my favorite artists love her but she did a breakfast club interview around like right around that time we went to well, I thought Space. I was Man. you know she went to a, she did a breakfast club interview like right around that time for that project and okay. she just said she had never been to therapy and I was oh, like right. and I was looking like mm, Mary and not even that she was looking very like real bitter because that was right on the heels of the divorce or right when we yeah. started yeah mm -hmm. it was like Mary I think I, I think therapy would be good for you. I think it might be. And you can be. get a good therapist. You could get a yes. good therapist because you got money. Money. <laughs> like she like, could take like a break and go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Nigga could be in Sandro Pay doing four-hour sessions. <laughs> Meanwhile, like we are we are scraping <laughs> the bottom of our bank accounts trying to get for our, pay for our hour session. <laughs> And she could just get daily four-hour sessions in Sandro Pay. Who don't want to heal in Sandro Pay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but shout out to Mary, man. She A queen. her music, her music is healing, uh, for sure. Um, okay, so so like you were talking about, you like to create worlds and galaxies with your art. So if you were able to create a black queer Wakanda of sorts, what would you name it? And what would be the guiding principles of this world? Um, 
So I, I don't know what I would name it. Um, that's like way too much pressure to, <laughs> for the name, but I, I definitely know the feeling, like I know the principles of things. Definitely like mm-hmm. don't don't hurt people. And that's like a to me that sounds like this like, oh, but it's like like basic stuff, like don't fucking rape people, don't like 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 don't steal from people, like don't like be a shitty dicky person to your community. Like I think like that type of stuff is like uh, like I clear. like that. Yeah, like <laughs> To me, that's un- un- over. We would have to sit down and write our little bylaws. But like to me, it's like all of that is like, yes, we clearly don't want any of that mm-hmm. in in this space, basically. Love it. No violence. Fuck yes. That. Would there be any guiding sex principles? Just wondering. <laughs> I, <laughs> Just other wondering. Than, other than consent, but also no judgment. Um, mm, if your life yes, is consensual. Yes. <laughs> Get called a dirty faggot while fucking. If you that's want what to. You want, yeah. <laughs> Don't do it for me though. Don't do it for me. <laughs> do, do it for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um so last question. Um, what black queer artists are currently inspiring you and why? Um honestly. There's so many. There's like um, so there to me, there's this like it what feels like this like black queer renaissance going on, and there's so many dope black queer artists that are just making like really really amazing artwork that's like um, giving different perspectives of our community, um, and it's just like it's just so so many of them. I got so many photographers, um, uh, Laquan Laquan Dawson. I love the love his work, um. My friend, uh, uh, oh, on Instagram, his name is Anton Pants, but like he's like a really dope painter. But it's like it's very like pop artish. Um, there's like another photographer, uh, Vincent Mark. His work is really great. It's just so many like um, of us that are like um, doing our own thing. That to me, like all of that is what like made like the Harlem Renaissance and these other movements, and like or the pop art uh, movement, or like the in the '80s where you saw Harry and like Basquiat and all these other people like making these like really expansive works like right next to each other and it just adds to this experience of like the story of like what black queer life is like basically mm. um so it's just, right now i was thinking about that the other day i was like yes yeah, it's, it's it's a really beautiful thing that's going on right now like every time i look around I'm like yes yes more 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 like you know mm-hmm. so when you i love that you like more 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 does that to a certain degree put like almost like because there is like so many people out there, does that almost make you feel like, does that make you a little more fearful of putting your art out? Because you're like, look at all this great art. No. Look, I, look, come on, confidence. <laughs> come I on, know. confidence. He said, no, I do not second guess myself. No, no. I Here's the thing. I like, I I can big up other people because I'm also very confident in what I got um, in that sense too. Um, I, I, for me, it, the idea is I, we don't have, you know how like there's like alternatives in, in like media, right? So they'll they'll give you like one version, they'll give you another version that's kind of a little different. And then you'll maybe have like four different versions of stuff like that. We as queer people don't get to the one half of the time. So I want us to get to the four and the five, and then we have all these other kind of like expressions because to me that makes like more of a complete story. My experience and what I'm going to put out in the world is only my experience. And I can't say that it would speak for everyone else. It's not everybody's like um complete taste in that sense so it's like i i think 
I, I love to see other like perspectives out there basically. Um, but yeah, it doesn't make me fearful. It makes me like excited. <laughs> uh, I fuck with it. All right. So now we're about to jump into it. Ta-da. Um, it's going to get spicy. All right. First question. <laughs> Who is your current sexual muse and why? My current sexual muse. So I, I would think it's me because I'm trying to get into like what, what it looks like to like be owning my sexuality and my my body and what I want from pleasure and all of that in my 30 plus something like life, what that looks like. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what she wants, <laughs> basically. Um, so yeah, I would I say like that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure, figure, figure some things out, basically. You are not alone. <laughs> Voice here with you. Yes, come on. Um, yes, a word. All right. I f- I fuck with it. Be your own sexual muse. Um, yes, mm, a word. Okay. When you hear the word desire, what does that feel like to you? And when was the last time you felt desired? Ooh, this is an interesting question. Um, <laughs> Because, because I, I, you answered this on Twitter when I put it, so I was like, I feel like I want to talk to you about this. I so I I want to hear more conversations about it because I feel like it's twofold, right? So there's desire, what you're desiring, like that, like I think there's that aspect, but then there's also the other aspect of like to be desired. I think is someone desiring you in that sense, and I think that's why I have such a difficult time with that. Um, question because I was like yo I really don't remember the last time um I was like I really don't remember the last I had to like really sit and think about it um but I think Mm -hmm. when I desire I think of um there's this there is this flowery side of it um and this romantic side there is that like that that part of it but I also think for like queer people we have like there is that dark-sided like idea of desire too um because we have these preconceived notions and ideals about like what we're looking for and mm-hmm. sometimes a lot of times those things um those preferences or whatever can be like they're definitely informed by other things that are like outside of us um so sometimes i think of when i think of desire i think of it in the other side too where it's like there is that little i guess darker side of it um, especially when we're not exploring where those desires come from um come on yeah where yeah desires come from <laughs> Yeah, so I was, it's just that I, I'm, I literally was trying to think of the last time I was, I felt desired um, by a man, and I, yeah, I was drawing a blank. Um, <laughs> I just, I have to be honest. I was like, yeah, it'd What's be your like definition this of uh, desire. Like, I think desire is a want. For me, it's a want added mm-hmm. with the actual with action. There's an intensity to it. Yeah, yeah. Like when when somebody really desires you, I think you feel it on like a a different kind of level. Yeah. Yeah, like it's not just like a because niggas want you every day. Yeah. Mine <laughs> is different from desire. Yeah. yeah. So like when you're when you feel desired, there's like a ooh, bitch, like there's a tingle. There's a shimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Is that yeah. like when people say that difference between you could come if you want or I would like you to come, like, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it, it feels a little different. <laughs> Got it. Very much so. So, <clears throat> what has been your most life-changing ass-eating experience? <laughs> so, fun fact, I have not had one of those. Um, because You've never I, had your ass ate or you never no, eaten ass? No, yes, I have. But it's never been like this, like... It, life-changing experience? Oh, okay, okay. I could do without it. I, I like, I, yes. I, <laughs> it's not... I, I would let a guy do it because guys love to do it for like guys are just into that. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, but, but yeah, it's not, it's not my go-to. I'm like, okay. I, I, I will say like, well, I guess I could, I was about to say I'm about to be too graphic, but like, yeah. Did you, yeah. Sir, did you forget what podcast you are? Yeah, yeah. I have to remember. I was <laughs> So like guys normally like to lick around the hole, but that part, like it doesn't really, that just feels wet to me. I've, but the part between like your balls and like um, and your behold that like what is like that like that skin feels better when they do it. But mm. there's it's rarely where they want to go. They want to go straight to your butthole. <laughs> so it's just to me, it just feels wet. Which mm. I guess that's the point of it, right? Um, but that's not life changing. Points were made. Points were made. <laughs> um, so are you one of those people? So you don't necessarily like it being done to you, but do you enjoy it? Have you given someone a life a life changing ass eating experience? I wouldn't say life. I mean, I would. I don't know if it's life changing, but I haven't heard any complaint. I, <laughs> I wouldn't know if it's life life changing. Just feels like yo, this is like this is like that's something you think about walking down the street. You just like start shaking. Like that's life changing. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, like, I still think about the price. Yeah, I still think about the like my my life changing as even experience. Like, I still think about them from time to time. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I do. Um, wouldn't talk to him if you paid me to at this point in my journey. But <laughs> if he asked to eat my ass, I'd probably be like, okay, yeah, but don't don't talk to me afterwards. Just like, <laughs> just don't tell nobody. Um, <laughs> but yeah um okay we are gonna play a game called bussy astrology i am going to say a term and i want you to provide provide us with a playful slash sexual explanation behind each term are you ready yes okay bussy retrograde bussy retrograde is when Things just ain't going right in your bussy. Your bussy is just not cooperating. Um, mm. It's not opening up. She's just not feeling it right now. <laughs> she's not communicating. Um, her timing is off. Like she's just not. She's just not right right now. Okay. Um, oh yes. Um, <laughs> bussy eclipse. <laughs> Bussy eclipse. Let me see. Bussy. So eclipse is when one body goes in front of another one. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So I would think of a bussy eclipse. What would a bussy eclipse to be? That sounds like two bussies together then I'm guessing, right? <laughs> look, look, this is your definition. <laughs> Whatever you want to make it. We, we are I'm, in your world. That's what I'm sticking with. It's when two bussies are together. Um, 
when two bussies combine for the greater good of the world. <laughs> for the greater good of the world. <laughs> All right, last one. Bussy solstice. Solstice. That is what, so bussy solstice is what everybody wants to um, aspire to. The solstice is good time, abundance, um, time to celebrate. Feeling like right now, everybody's feeling good. The weather is nice. Everybody wants to get out. Everybody basically wants to pair up. Um, so yeah, that's why a bussy solstice is right now. Like the spring in New York City, when everybody's, when the weather starts to finally warm up and everybody's like, let me get outside, put on some pum pum shorts, um, <laughs> run these streets. <laughs> bussy solstice is why can't, uh, why don't we fall in love? Yeah, I, that music. Like, yeah, that's what that's what it feels like. That's what Bussy Solstice feels like. It feels like why don't we fall in love by Amy Marie? Okay, mm. I got it. I I hear it. I see it. <laughs> what is one black queer sex myth you would like banished forever, and why? Just one. <laughs> <laughs> you look, look. This is your, this is your <laughs> moment, okay, Kendrick. <laughs> You can pick as many as you want, okay? I I would say one one thing is uh, is um, sexual position being determined by anything other than what the person says it is. Like some people are like, "Oh, he's so tall to be a bottom," or he's like, "He's he's like he he has this. He paints his nails. He does that. He can't do this." It's like it's all silly because it's like you. We all still like are gay like at the end of the at the end of the day like um that that act is still happening so it's like how it like all those other preconceived notions of how it gets there i think it's like um it's a waste of time <laughs> to be honest look points were made <laughs> points were made okay i would say um and i know this is so interesting but I will say that I do think to a certain degree, there's a myth that like, we're all like these super hypersexual beings who fuck all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes so many, especially I think, and I, I will speak for myself. I think coming from Milwaukee to New York, I think I immediately felt like, ooh, the girl's behind. <laughs> like the girl's behind. Cause like, everyone in New York is fucking. It's like, no, like, as I've gotten older, I'm like, I'm just talking to my other girl, my other girl's friends, and I'm just like, they're like, yeah, no, sis, we ain't been fucking either. I'm just like, but everybody said we'd be fucking. <laughs> so, that's one. I'm just like, cause a lot of us, it's horny. And a lot of Dickless times... Dickless in the city, okay? Yes. And then when you see, too, on, like, on social media just because we joke and talk about it, people think it's just happening every second of every day. And it's like, girl, it'd it be like droughts. <laughs> it's just like, this is... This you didn't is have just, to go there. You didn't have to go there. You didn't have to go there. Ooh. Jokes at this point. Speaking of droughts. Ooh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's been a, Well, I just had sex, but it... <laughs> Is, before then before then it had been like a year and it was because of this fucking pandemic so whew. okay um how many videos or pics do you have of yourself fucking in your phone do you have so any 
I so I'll have none of me with anybody else. I have mm-hmm. myself. Like I, especially when I, because I moved into my apartment like last July. So yeah, I have uh, videos of myself like trying to fill myself in this space. But yeah, no, not with no one else. I I feel like if I with just a casual partner at this age with just a casual partner, I wouldn't even know how to ask to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would need an actual partner to ask to do that. Yeah. Um, and that's just me being weird about things. Because um, everybody, I, all my friends, uh, they have videos. Um, just <laughs> and it's like commonplace. Like, it's like a thing. I have a, I have a whole folder of videos from niggas <laughs> that I... I have a whole folder of, like, videos that niggas have sent me. And I'm, uh, and I never, I'm never getting rid of it. Um, some of them... Some of them you may even know. Um, I, I'm like a collector at this point. I'm just like, do you have Come videos? <laughs> <laughs> it's like my favorite pastime, like watching real people have sex. And I like, I know everybody's like OnlyFans, but at this point, OnlyFans is starting to become a little like high produced form. But like when it's just like you, your camera phone and just ass and dick. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing or or dick and dick like it's just it's a beautiful thing like i just yes 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 i but i've learned that i'm very particular in my 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 um personal sex tape porn um i do not like a i do not like someone who's bottoming but not making noises that just feels weird and i yeah, also don't yeah. like a large loud tv background yeah so I, that's really I, annoying I I mean, but it it, it happens. <laughs> it was what's on. Um, but I appreciate. I guess Netflix and chill, <laughs> like. Yeah, but I be sometimes and I be laugh. The worst is when it's like a comedy and then you laugh at what's at the at the the story that's playing. <laughs> but I appreciate people who have the fire playlist and have that like have that thought and care into what's the background music and all of that. Yeah, I don't know. If you're not saying anything, like if you're bottoming, you're just silent. Why? I don't, I don't get that. Like, not a, even a moan. Not even a little. Thing. Like it's not like you don't feel nothing. Like you don't feel like a little. Ooh. <laughs> and like, I don't know. Like speak up. Like, come on. Okay. Um, okay, so you're from Miami. I love the city girl. Well, I love JT from the city girls. And um, <laughs> so she has this verse on Throat Baby. I don't even know if you listen to this uh, type of music. Um, I like my but, music without homophobia as much as possible. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. That, is, that is very fair. And... I don't know but if you gotta have music a problem, has homophobia. Who's my who's my problematic fave? I don't think I have a problematic fave. Do you I, like I, Erica Badu? My no, my my mom was a Mary Mary J. Blige, um, like arm like or R and B kind of girl like that. So I grew up with that as opposed to like the neo soul. Got um, it. Got but yeah. It. But yeah, I heard she's problematic too, apparently. Okay. I guess everybody's a little problematic. Everybody's um, problematic. Um, mm. But I also, I growing up in Miami, I 
I have a lot of cousins who are JT and the other girl. What's her name? Teresa. Teresa. I, I, have a, I have a lot of those cousins. That's okay. So okay. hearing, even hearing them, their their speech patterns, I'm like, oh my, I know this girl. Yeah. Huh. Well, I love I love JT. Okay, so she has a, a verse on Throat Baby. And so which line from JT's verse on Throat Baby are you most like? <laughs> Suck him dead, bring out the white chalk. I like to be fucked like a slut. Bitty bitty nigga, but the dick big. So I'm into all of these. (laughs) (laughs) I'm into all of these. I yeah, I yeah, I like I like all of these. Mm. (laughs) So maybe I am a JT fan now. Um but yeah, I don't like no itty bitty nigga with a big dick. You don't? Don't. Mm -mm, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Cause I slept with one last I thought year. You like short kings. No, when I'm thinking itty, so here when I'm thinking itty bitty nigga, I'm thinking like skinny with a big dick, like super super frail with that, a big no, dick. She's that's talking about Uzi. That's usually where they are. Yeah, no, that is where they are. <laughs> and, but I didn't like yeah. that experience. I felt very, I felt very like I felt very. I felt humongous next to this nigga. Like, <laughs> even like when I laid on his chest, I was like, nigga, do you got an ounce of fat? Like, it's just skin and bone. Like, what am I doing here? I had, it just wasn't a good experience. It was the biggest dick I've probably ever seen in my motherfucking life. Yeah, but, and also, big dicks aren't as fun as people make them out to be on, on Twitter and stuff like that. That is just, I, yeah, I have limits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So actually, we can that. take the third one out. <laughs> no, that okay. Okay. Actually, I like the. So I think it might be number one for me, because um, I like the idea of the. I like what they, like these like uh, metaphors and when they end rap, so the suck them yeah. dead, bite y'all. Break- <laughs> I like visual things too. <laughs> so like. Is that you see in the vision? You see in the vision the white shot with the do not that cross. That's my five best number one. <laughs> do not enter with the yellow tape. <laughs> I am done. Um, all right. Um, okay, so you recently posted your BDM BDSM results on Twitter. What is your ultimate BDSM fantasy? So I you saw my results. I don't have one. <laughs> I, it was, my junk was all zero, zero, zero on that thing. Like, so, but I, I, I took it because it was just like, it's just one of those fun things. But I think it's like, I know I have issues with control. Um, so a part of me um, is a little interested in like, if I get a partner, I don't ever want it to be anything. Uh, I have my limits, of course. I don't want it to be nothing where it's like I can't explore with my partner if I'm like, this is a hard no for me, dude. Um, yeah. So I I I am trying to explore like what control looks like for me in that sense. Um, but apparently, yeah, I don't have any BDSM. Also, when I think of BDSM, I don't know if y'all have ever seen, there's this movie. It's a Stephen King, it's based off a Stephen King novel, Gerald's Game. And... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The you, it's it's a movie, but the thing is, the, <laughs> the premise is this: this couple goes to this this far out isolated cabin to reignite their marriage. The husband wants to like do the role playing BDSM thing, 
he ties her up to a bed and while they're having sex or about to, he has a heart attack. Ooh. And she's tied to the bed. So I always think of that when I think of that. <laughs> I think I have seen this movie before. Oh, it's a crazy, and again, that's not even half of what the crazy shit that happens in this movie. Yeah, because then, then don't she like start having hallucinations and shit? Yes, correct. <laughs> yes, there's. It's one of those movies. But yeah, yeah, I yeah, but yeah, my my results were all like zero. Did you take the test? I did not, Amber. Did you take the test? Did I take the test? Um a long time ago, and I just remember it said switch. So basically that's a person who like can go do both. Roles, do both. Right? Yeah, but that's the only thing I remember. That's I'm that's taking the, my test. You feel very switchy. <laughs> actually am i think i would want more uh to be more submissive the problem is is i don't i have trust issues maybe that's what my control i call them control issues but maybe that's what they really need to be called because <laughs> i'm like why am i trusting this person to tell me what to do yeah. What are they trying to do to me? Like, what is the ulterior motive here? And so that's, <laughs> I can't, that's my problem. Um, and then also with like doming, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I tell people what to do all the time. <laughs> right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I don't right. know. I want to be told what to do. <laughs> Amber, that's a word. Like, <laughs> That is a word. Like, I don't think, like, I think so much of, like, our jobs require, like, so much, like, overseeing people, telling people what to do. Like, it's like, yeah. when it gets to, like, a nigga, it's like, nigga, if you don't know what to do, I don't want to tell. No, I don't want to tell yeah. you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just feels like work. And I just, like, want you to. So that's, yeah. So I feel like I'm more of a submissive in that way. But I just have trust issues, so we gonna Sorry. really have to trust. We really gonna have to trust this person. I believe in you, Amber. <laughs> I would love that. Ooh, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do, okay? Because in the words of Jill Scott, you can't tell me what to do. Then you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> 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 Okay, All this right. question, this question is from Teray, basically. But <laughs> what <laughs> what is the play fetish that you would try or have tried? Piss so play, I, scat play, or race play? So what is so what is scat? Shit. Oh no. So I've not done none of those. And okay. Yeah, none of that, none of that interests <laughs> me in any way. Um, and I also just found out about race, but I didn't know that was like a, a, a thing because I just recently found out about slave play and like, I didn't know that that, that was... The, the actual play or... Yes. Oh, yes. okay, got it, okay. okay. Um, yes, I didn't know race play was even a thing people do. Other... I. It, it explicitly because we we see it coded in like a lot of interracial kind of like porn and stuff like that but i didn't know yeah. that was an actual thing um uh, but yeah nah oh slave I, I, play i just huh? got i have ptsd from seeing slave play 
<laughs> I don't. I won't talk about it on this show. But. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, no, I wouldn't try any of those. Um, no, no, um, no shaming to anybody who is yeah, into yucky. anyone's yum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just ain't my yum. Uh, <laughs> but there's only one I'm. I'm. I'm open. Somewhat open to. Can I guess? Yes. It's the piss play. Yes. Yes. Hell yeah. I ain't even. No, I don't even. <laughs> Because that's even the like, least egregious out of all of them, I feel like. Yes, yeah. but also, like, I barely like my own. I don't want to, like, no, I don't want nobody else's shit on me. No. Oh, okay, so because all of us are pretty much okay with piss play, which one would you do? Scat play or race play? If you had to choose. Oh, like a gun was to your head? <laughs> yes. oh, oh, race Go play to your all head. day. Race okay, so play <laughs> all fucking day. I'm doing scat what? play. Wait, what? how? Okay. Wait, no, what are the parameters? Is this happening to me or am I doing this to someone else? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. If it's, I, if it's life or death and I have to do that to someone else, that's what I had to do. <laughs> but I was I was thinking, okay, so it has to be done to you for both of these. <gasps> well, then it would have to be honestly, it would be race play, honestly. Because I I just could not live with myself with someone shitting on me. I don't think so. I just cannot hear a white man call me like a nigger bitch. I don't know. That would just, <laughs> that will haunt my days. Yeah. I mean, we, this is trauma in, in general afterwards. But, I but just shitting, think shitting is gross. Shitting. And where are they doing that? Where do they do it? Just oh, like shitty is the right shit though. You know? <laughs> you know, like, is it like, like diarrhea? I would not be able to handle. Also, where are they doing that? Is it on just on your stomach or like, is the house? I was imagining really stomach. I've heard them doing on the chest. Once again, not to yuck anyone's young. Okay. If you into chest? it. Yeah, I've heard about them doing, like enjoying to do it on your chest. All right, maybe I'll be called a nigger bitch. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I can. Be, I'm fine with being called. I take it. I'm sorry. I can't. It's something uh, in me. It's just like oh sticks my and stones God, no. might break my bones, but words will never hurt me, nigga. Shit will hurt me. Shit will motherfucking hurt me. Sticks and stones may break my bones. But words will never hurt me. Yeah. Someone shit on me. I can't know. I can't know. That visual, I can't. I even just Mm -mm. the visual of it. I Mm -mm. like I'm traumatizing myself, the visual of that happening. Mm -mm. And then what if it's flat and get on your face? Oh my God. Mm. Oh my God. Oh my okay. So sorry guys. (laughs) Sorry to our listeners. Do you what? Are they wiping? What's happening? Like this is, I'm just, I have so many questions. We, we I, don't have any answers. We, we don't, don't have know. any answers. The only thing I've done was piss play and I peed, but I would shit though on someone. If they asked me to shit on them, I would do it. Amber, everything I just, I thought I knew about you just went I would do to- it. I like doing things for people. <laughs> and also, as, as a Leo, you're like, hey, you want to put spotlight on me? What's up? <laughs> yeah, it's like- Boy, I don't like. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Ah! <laughs> 
our listeners okay. who are into scat play, we apologize. To our listeners we- who are not into scat play, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> who didn't know what it was before, we apologize. <laughs> Ooh, all right. So we'll move forward then. So you're into crystals, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. What's the best crystal for good dick, for romance, and for intimacy? Are like they three separate crystals? Is it all one crystal? So I have so I was looking into getting they they make crystal um dildos. And I was looking into getting uh, one. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm um, about this. Yeah. Also, sex, like sex magic is a thing you should look up to. Like I always tell people, I always tell my friends, like when you like orgasm, that's like that's energy that's like going out to the world. Use that energy. Like I I always think of like something I want like after because it's like that's like it sounds crazy and new agey, but it's it's energy is real. I, I like this thought, this concept though. I'm, I'm about to start you. wishing after I know. Yo, okay. I'm, I'm, that energy has to go somewhere and you're just you i'm gonna tell y'all something but after you finish okay it's i want i want to get i say that to say i want to get one of these those crystals that they like a dildo one but like i would say like i wanted a a citrine one because that one is good for manifesting Um, yeah so i would never i would not for i would never but like um i would advise or like for me what i would do is i would get something that has those powers that kind of amplifies those So, so that's good for manifesting so wherever, mm. whatever you're manifesting, whether it's money, love, like that can help you as opposed to just getting something that's just like, usually it's not like um you just get something that's just for like love. Like sometimes they do for like healing and stuff like that, but it's usually it's like the property to kind of like amplify whatever you want, basically. Um, but I do want to get one. <laughs> that sounds cool. Okay. So have you guys like... <laughs> I might take this out. Um, but have you guys ever <laughs> masturbated to like a non-sexual like idea or thing? Like, so for example, <laughs> I like masturbated to the idea of like me being an executive producer. Mm. So that's the same concept. Like to me, it's the same, that's the same, that's literally the same thing. Like I, I haven't gone, I haven't done anything that explicit. Uh, to me, it's the opposite. Like after I'm done with or close to it, I'll start thinking about that idea, like how you're saying. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, it's to me, yeah, that doesn't sound far. That's just the same thing. <laughs> I got Look, no, I'm but like I would get too. horny. I would get horny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I thought it was weird, but you're making mm-hmm. me feel like it's not. So no, I like the, I like these concepts. Look, okay. energy is like how the world works. I'm about to, I'm about to masturbate to me getting like, a, like an A list client. Yeah, I'm come telling on, come on. That, look, look. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll put a few A listed pictures on my screen just to help me <laughs> get there. It adds to it. Okay, it's Think not about it. Would think I'm telling you, it's not as far fetched as you would think. So when you say when you mention that, like, yeah, I like. Okay, that, that makes total sense to me. Okay. Shout out to Sex Magic. Uh, <laughs> all right, last question: If you were to start your own your own OnlyFans, what would you, what would your content consist of? So I think about this a lot. Um, <laughs> come on, <laughs> it was a joy in your face, like. 
This is the one I've. This is the one. This is the one I was like, I didn't have to prepare. Um. So yeah, for me, it's like um, I, I while I love this kind of handheld thing that's going on, I do miss like storylines and like actual cameras that are being held by people and stuff like that. So I would like to bring stuff like that back, but it also again with this whole idea of representation, like I just feel like we haven't we've come a long way because back in the day when I was growing up at sneaking to watch porn in high school, it was very thug thug. We all we have mm. Thugzilla, Coco Dorm, but all of those things were under this umbrella of like this kind of like rigid who fits in this kind of like thing, basically. And um, also it made sex very scary if you had never had sex. Oh, it made like, so I feel like why I don't to this day, like why I definitely don't want no big, huge ass dick, or I'm not trying to like bottom all the time like that is because of the waist position. It doesn't look fun for the bottom ever. It just looks like ramming and it's just not. Yeah. Coco Dorn yeah. made it feel very aggressive. Uh-uh. Yes, yeah, not inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, I, I need to think about that more because you might have just made me like that's an Oprah aha moment. <laughs> I'm like, I, <laughs> Like, oh, that you might have made me think about something. No, yeah, I, like it definitely did. Sorry. No, no, it's we're we're saying the same thing because it's like again, and that's why I say when putting these ideas of what you want to see out there, again, we're talking about something that we that was our from our adolescence, like like that was like years ago, but it still affects how you move into the world, how you think about things, like. And something as big as like intimacy and sex is like our thoughts were shaped by and still are the only thing that we saw. Yeah, basically. Um, so I want to bring back like that aesthetic. Like I like pick a I want like like aesthetic. I want that in there. I also want just different kinds of like um depictions of stuff. Like um, because it's just there are like um I yeah, I just want to see like different things as opposed to when when people are being paired up as far as stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I would be shooting it in my in this dream world of if I started my own fans. <laughs> Come on, maybe it's with the tarot. I mean, don't like don't give me sex magic. Come on, <laughs> come yes, come on. on, sex magic. Don't get me started. Come on. <laughs> look, look, we Ooh. give you, we give you strategy here. Strategy. You gotta, you gotta look, you got an Emmy Award winning <laughs> producer. Okay. And a in a, a publicist to the stars. Like we is giving you advice. Okay. Come on. Okay. Come on. And I only ask for 5% of all <laughs> of all profits made. Oh, that's not I, that's not actually not bad. Some people would just look, correct it. <laughs> I, I would love to direct some porn. Okay, but let's let's move. <laughs> yes, come on. I think it's just to me. It's like I, I, it, it's a fantasy in its own sense. Maybe voyeurism is my kink or something like that. But like, yeah, I think it's the idea of like being able to direct that kind of like um, mm-hmm. intimate moment. I think it's fun. That was in your BDSM profile. I remember that. It said voyeurism, it said voyeurism was high. Yeah. Yeah, I could see. I definitely could see that. Um, come on voyeurism is yeah I'm definitely into that mm. alright so we're going to do bird confessions <laughs> rapid fire questions um, what kind of bird are you pigeon, dove, eagle, flamingo ostrich, penguin or peacock I'm definitely a peacock come on <laughs> okay. I was waiting I was like you have to that or a flamingo 
Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Okay, a classy bird, right? All right, thongs, jockstrap, briefs, or nothing at all. I prefer. I I love underwear in general, but lately, I I'm a thong girl because I like to like, especially in the summer, like I like to have like a crop top or like a sheer shirt. So I like to sh- mm. the thong to show like I'm Aaliyah, basically. <laughs> so, Come on, two thousands fashion. Yeah, very, very sad. Very sad. I refuse to grow up. But I, <laughs> so it's, it's long, but I've been trying to get into jockstrap lately because I realized, because also Team Labui, I realized jockstraps make your butt look bigger. So I've been like, they oh, do. I've been getting into jockstraps lately now. Um, but normally I'm a thong or like just a normal type of like cut type of brief. Um, but I've been ty- I've been liking the jockstraps because it's like, oh, now I've got the illusion of a booty. Like it does but i think for me i'm a thong girl even with my little booty because mm-hmm. i just feel like there's something about like the string being in your ass but like feeling like your booty is like overpowering it even yeah. if you ain't got a lot of ass it just it ups your bussy confidence by like 10 points uh-huh um i understand like aesthetically jock straps lift things but i'm just like hmm. like i don't want you to be bamboozled because once we get like this ass gonna drop. Um, when you're dating online, we get everybody's getting bamboozled because everybody's putting their best foot forward anyway. <laughs> so I just that part. <laughs> you know how many niggas think I got a fat ass from the angles because of angles. Okay. Oh, that, and that's the key. Once you realize your angles, the girls, the girl, but that's the key to opening, unlocking everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Birkin or tail far. Uh, tough bar. Okay. And to be honest, I like uh, I'm more of a pattern girl if I want a bag. And tough bar don't really have that many patterns, but I'm also always anything black and queer. So <laughs> it's tough bar all day. <laughs> okay. Um, who is the most iconic thought of all time for you to you? <laughs> Fuck. Who? Uh. Iconic is just such a very uh, heightened word. So I'm going to say favorite, I guess. Um, yeah. Blanche from um, Golden Girls, because that's one of the... You know I- what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she can be an iconic thought. Yeah, she is I- definitely. She is. 100%. Yes. She definitely is. I, I, I always remember, because my mom always watched, um, that was one of the one things she loved. And Golden Girls comes on Logo. And she would watch the gay channel to see Golden Girls. And then she would also have to see these gay commercials, which is all, I always thought was the funniest thing. But Rose uh, always said Blanche. Also, I also love, like, um, while I love, half of my aesthetic is, like, this, like, pink pastel-ish. I love also, like, I I also love, a, like, a dark girl, like, a, like a, a dark magic girl. So Elvira also was very, like, <laughs> fun mm. to me growing up. Hmm. I'm not mad at any of this. Any lady that was kind of just coming into the scene, dressing nice and fucking people's lives up, I was kind of into growing up. <laughs> I was like, I want to be her. <laughs> Come on, I want. That's who I aspire to be. All right, so we're gonna do Zaddy of the Week. This is one man that we feel like is just, you know. Touch, has touched our spirit um, in one way or another. Um, 
you know, it can be anyone. So let's jump into it. Amber, who's your zaddy of the week? Um, I think I mean, he's probably been said many times and he's also like obviously fine as fuck, like, like fine, fine. But I really wanted to give him his flowers because we recently saw him in the Doja Cat video, Streets. Uh-huh. And Kofi Cerebo had on them scary ass contacts and that grill and I wanted I wanted him to kill me like I wanted him to murder me like I was like like how are you that fine how and also I love a it's the Miami in me but I love a grill and I love a gold too I, like I'm, I'm into that so it was just yeah yeah it was yeah, just, I feel you it was such a moment like it was just such from like the beginning like how it was shot like his skin just looks so good and you can just tell you can just tell he's swinging you can tell you can tell it's in my spirit that's so good oh okay now i want him to murder me come on murder the pussy come on murder the pussy like okay but yes he is he's just next level fine but yes but but obviously he's fine everybody knows he's fine whatever but like because of that video specifically i i really felt like i needed to 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 give him his flowers to let him know that your pussy so that's my daddy okay with being murdered yes <laughs> <laughs> Step into this bus and murder it. <laughs> um, as always, I'm going to go with an Instagram save. Um, Francis Lee Baker 4. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. The 4 yeah, you gotta took add the me four, down. The 4 is what took me down too. Francis Lee Baker 4. Yes, a man. A myth. Wait, who is you this? I'm Googling. He's a, one of my Instagram crushes. He's like, Francis. he's a model. What's the he name? Like Francis. It's F R. Hold on. F R. <laughs> you found him? No, is it Francis B Baker? No, Francis Lee. Lee, Lee, Lee. Like L L, like L E E. So it's F F R A N C I S Lee. Yes. Oh, he's private. No, he's is not. he? No. Oh, I'm I'm looking at Lee's lookbook. Okay, hold on, guys. Gotta get. That's the first one. That's a white man. <laughs> no, this guy's black. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, the first one I saw was a white man. I think that's not. It's definitely not him. No, he's not. He's not private. I'm on his page now. Also, he's an Atlanta girl. Yes, but he's from Kentucky. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's my little. A little thick crush because I like them thick. Um, all right, who is yours? Um, I second both of those nominations. Um, but also, come on, I, come on. <laughs> I picked Daryl Stevens from Noah's Ark. I was watching, um, Oof. I was revisiting those, those um episodes and we talk about representation that was also one of the only things we ever really got and i was like he's still that made me go back and look at him now i was like oh he's still fine um yeah, you know he's still, literally it's still fine <laughs> yes i was like hell 
Um, yeah. But I had a crush on Noah back then. Um, but yeah, he's still fine. I've always been. I've always been. <laughs> I um, have always been a bird, so I always <laughs> wanted to be with Wade. Um, oh. <laughs> even oh, back- I started out wanting Wade too, but I grew into knowing Noah's more my guy guy so funny thing when I like my not my first summer my second summer in New York I saw Wade at the Urban Outfitters in um Soho and when I tell you like my mouth dropped and like (laughs) I was with like I was with one of my one of my friends because we worked at Uniqlo and we was on break together and she was like, who is that? Like, why are you like, I was having like, I was having a moment. I was like, like my mouth, literally like my whole mouth was open. And he like laughed, like kind of like was a little flirtatious, but I was like, I know you don't want me, but it's, I'm still going to take this moment because, he, huh? He's straight, right? I don't know. I never, he's never really said, like always that's always great. Like in real life. I don't think he is though, but it's possible. <laughs> He's never said. I, I he always gave me fluid vibes, honestly. Okay. I mean, yeah, he so, gave played he played that Wade character very well. Yeah, like he <laughs> always is yeah, he's giving me fluid vibes. Um all right, so next is Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. This is one woman who we feel like deserves her flowers and has not received them. Um Kendrick, who would you like to nominate for Bad Bitch Hall of Fame? I so I was thinking of this. Um, so we, when, especially when we talk about like sexuality and the girls from the '90s, people we always talk about Lil Kim and like um, Missy Elliott and like Song Pepper and like all these girls. But one girl that I feel like people never really talk or give their props, and she was working around the same time as them as Foxy Brown. Um, and I loved all of them. Like I always loved like female rappers, but like um, Foxy, I Foxy was my fave. She was dark skin. Um, taste I, I just loved her so it's like i just feel like especially with this conversation where people like a lot of older things come up and people get their flowers on twitter i feel like i still ain't seen her come up um so i want to see foxy start to get some of her flowers for like being a part of that whole moment you know yeah look okay okay somebody posted a thing with her from like 99 when she was in the calvin klein's jean ad and so like in the billboard yes and I was like, yeah, like Foxy was that girl. Like, I don't, yeah, like she was. if anyone tries to pretend like Foxy wasn't that girl, I just think that her run as there. that girl, <laughs> yeah, like her run as that girl wasn't as long as Little Kim, but she was definitely like, Foxy went to the Grammys, her and mm-hmm. her and literally her and Naomi Campbell were best friends, like mm-hmm. at one point in time. Mark Jacobs I don't think that, her, like. Yeah, like Foxy was that girl, like hands down as just as much as little kim was but i just think her run wasn't as long yeah so yeah so foxy okay um amber uh i'm gonna go with evelyn champagne king um i feel like she is an underrated r&b disco girl that we don't talk enough about um obviously we know love come down you know uh but I was I just heard uh I'm in love by her and I just I just feel so good every time I hear it and me and Savoy were singing it earlier and it was just like 
It was just such a moment, such a, it was so important. So, and I don't think we talk enough about her because the fact that like, I mean, we hear Evelyn Champagne King, but like, we just don't really hear her um, being talked about as much. So I, I want to put her in the Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. Shout out to her. Okay. Shout out to her music. Um, yeah. Okay. I am going, since we are um, saluting um, a different world. I would like to put Jasmine Guy in there. Yes. Um, a queen. It was her birthday recently, too. Or is it today? I, mean, I don't know. You know what? It's recent. Ins- it was recently, for sure. But yeah, Jasmine Guy, I think. I'm like, and I'm like, I'm very excited because she's going to be like in two different shows coming up um, mm-hmm. this year. So like, I'm glad like we're going to get to see her again because I think like what she did as Whitley Gilbert and even in school days like yeah oh I'm sorry like school days I don't really mm, yeah Spike be questioning he has questionable views yeah but the scene (laughs) in school days um good or bad hair like literally one of my favorite scenes in a movie of all time so yeah shout out to Jasmine guy a queen Shout out to her. She was so good. She was so good. Like Whitley mm. is iconic. Mm. That's an iconic character. Okay. She walked, all the other girls can run. All the other exactly. Run. <laughs> like she was true bougie. And I think that was the first time that I'd ever seen anyone like seen her on As opposed television. to like Dynasty, but like that was so like um, campy that it felt not real. Like, yeah. You know? And then also like she was this girl like um for dynasty because i recently watched it but like diane carroll's character was a part of this white family too Uh so like like it was just nice seeing jazz not jazz but whitley basically like coming from like old black money money, you know (laughs) black son yeah and feel like a real person i felt Mm -hmm. like like i was like i i i've seen that girl I met a few of them at LSU. (laughs) I met a few of them at LSU, and I was like, "Oh, like y'all do exist? Oh, you real? Yeah, Yeah, like oh, okay." (laughs) And that's literally like, "Oh, you real? Mm -hmm. All right." So, as always, we're gonna close it out with good bussy vibes. This is one quote that I've seen that kind of just inspired me, and this one reads: "Keep the same energy for your joy." that you pour into your disappointments. Once again, it reads, keep the same energy for your joy that you pour into your disappointments. And it's by Yasmin Cheyenne. So yeah, that's my good bussy vibes, y'all. I like that. Yeah. Right? I think it's very important. because we give. I mean, I know for me personally, I put a lot of energy into like beating myself up, but it's like, no, like put that same energy into your joy, so so yeah mm-hmm. all right Kendrick so thank you for coming thank you for no. being amazing yeah. no thank y'all this was so much fun Yay. <laughs> I, was, I was a little nervous but y'all like definitely uh, made me feel like at home <laughs> oh thank you thank you we like to I'm telling you we like to like we like like we not like one of them tops that's gonna just ram it in there we like oh. to like really relax you make sure all your muscles are relaxed Oh, I Put need the tip in a little bit. Need lots of foreplay. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm so upset. 
<laughs> All right, Kendrick. Where can the, where can the Bussy High find you? Tell us everything. Tell us where we can get we can get Black Queer Tarot. Like, tell us everything. So I'm on Instagram and Twitter um, at Kendrick Day K E N D R I C K D A Y E. And um, you can also find out about the Black Queer Tarot at blackqueertarot.com. And we are running our pre-order campaign right now through Indiegogo. And but if you go to that website, you can be able to find like, all the information. Um, yes. But yeah. I'm gonna give me a pack. I ain't gonna know what to do with it, so I'm just gonna come to you. Um. <laughs> so it it so it's made to be able to kind of like for beginners or people that I always tell people, even if you just like beautiful like art with like black queer people, it's something that aesthetically, but but it's also made to like be a tool that people actually use. Um, so yeah, no, it's like we're hoping it's something that people actually are able to use. Um, I want to use it. I'm just going to take it to somebody else to, to use it. So don't worry. <laughs> it's going to get used. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to try to like, first of all, I ain't got no patience. So the idea, <laughs> yeah, no, of trying to learn what the different cars mean. No, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take them to a, a tarot card reader and be like, Here's, no, I want you to use my deck. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a guidebook that has those kind of, um, those things. But yeah, it is a lot. That's why I would never consider myself I would never say I'm a reader, like I'm interested in tarot, but I'm not a reader because that's a lot of information to retain. I don't know how they do it. Oh, cool. So you can do, I mean, you don't have to necessarily learn what it is, but okay, so I have like these cards and they're not like tarot. Was it like um, a horrible deck? Yeah, like they're called like self-care cards. And so like what I usually do is I shuffle them or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh And then I like choose whatever it is so like this one I chose decisions and it says honor your top priorities if it's not an absolute yes then it's a no and so that's what I try to like meditate through for like the week so you can do that with black queer tarot choose a card and whatever the guidebook says that can be kind of like what you are you know meditating on Mm -hmm. okay I like that come on come on Y'all do the same out there, okay? Yeah. Um, support, support, support our guests, all right? <laughs> yes, please. Please, but more importantly, just support Black queer creatives and artists overall, because we deserve and yeah, it. Yeah, and, and, and I would say, too, to, to, to the last thing I would add to that is, like, when people say support, like, it doesn't also mean that, like, you have to buy the art, buy the print. People sleep on how much every retweet, every like, every share means to an artist like people are putting themselves out there on a day-to-day to entertain you like that little bit is like it, it, that can also help and be just as crucial and, and lead to gigs um so yeah don't don't sleep on just like supporting people and just like sharing and retweeting their work in general 100 yeah, percent. pay them though yeah no pay them too no pay them too but i'm saying yeah, if you, you know. until you can get to the point where you got <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but there are other ways of support until you can get to that point. But yes, also pay your artists. Yes. Pay your artists. <laughs> Please. I cannot. Uh, <laughs> as always, y'all, y'all can find us on Eprayside, both on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram is with a zero instead of a O. Um, and we're all on pretty much every streaming platform you could possibly imagine for podcasts. So 
go listen, tell a friend to tell a friend, to tell an auntie, to tell an uncle, to tell great grandpa, to tell grandma. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, as always, we thank y'all for coming and enjoying this time with us. Very excited about season four. Um, and yeah, Amber, is there anything you would like to say to the girls before we leave? Um, just support Black queer art. And if it's a like, a tweet, or whatever, do that. But, you know, give them some money, too. All right. <laughs> money, money, like, money, I know, money. I just wanted to restate that, you know? <laughs> okay. All right. Bye, y'all. Thank y'all for coming. Bye. Bye. Thank you.